welcome to another episode of The Greatest Pod, where we discuss and debate what makes something great. I'm Ed Greer. And I'm Ron Swallow. And this is part two of Is Marvel Cinematic Universe The Greatest Franchise with Hector Navarro. And Ed, tell us what happened on on the last episode. I, I hear there's a cliffhanger. I asked Hector a question about which things should be movies and which things should be TV, in his opinion. And that spins us out into a whole conversation about what we theorize will be the phases going forward. Will phases be phased out? What sort of way is uh, the future of the Marvel Universe going to play out? There are so many characters that Marvel can draw from. And I just – what which weird character they're going to pull out of the ether and make us care about. Like that's the kind of thing I love talking about when I'm off air and when I'm on air. So I'm excited to for you guys to listen to this next uh, part. Oh, and, uh, and I, at risk of making this too long, and I can cut it if it is, but damn it. The other day on Twitter, I saw this thing, and it was people positing that due to the fact that people hate Marvel movies for killing the mid-budget – drama that people should just make mid-budget dramas that take place in the marvel universe that way you could have marvel stuff and a mid-budget regular movie that and i'm just like no we just saw massive talent and we just saw everything everywhere all at once and those two movies don't have to kowtow to any comic book universe to exist the fact that they don't makes them special so we i I just want to acknowledge in the middle of us blowing disney for two straight episodes we here at the greatest pod do understand the the resistance that is mounting. <laughs> you yes. know what I'm saying? We definitely understand and, we support, it. and support it. So yeah. I just want to make that super clear. But for this next hour, let's fall in love with Marvel again. And let's listen to Hector Navarro tell us how he thinks uh, the rest of it will play out. It is a great conversation and a great uh, capper to this two-part epic episode of The Greatest Pod. In the actual future, do you think that they're going to – like what's the lowest level characters that you think are actually going to be on screen? And do you – what do you think the criteria is for a show versus a movie? That's a great question and I also think that th- – what I'm about to say is also a cop-out. Fully, fully a cop-out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Ed, you were talking about you're being a Hulk truther. You're talking about the sort of sins that this franchise has committed and some of the the decisions that they've made. Mm -hmm. I just keep going back to because this thing is not finite, it's going to continue to go and go and go. There is technically a way for them to address everything they've ever messed up at at some point later down the line. That's a cop out. Mm -hmm. But uh, but here's the difference. Marvel Studios actually delivers when they put out a movie with a character who says, I am the Mandarin. And some comic book fans are like, that's not the Mandarin. Marvel Studios is like, okay, we'll do the Mandarin at some point. And they're not just, you know, they're not just, Mm -hmm. they're not promising the dark universe. They're actually going to probably get to that at some point. And Mm -hmm. I think it's totally fair, though, to look at Hawkeye, six episodes, look at Moon Knight, six episodes and go, eh, could these have just been movies? And probably cynically look at it and go, yeah, but could Hawkeye with Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld Mm -hmm made a bunch of money as a two hour movie, you know, in the box office, the same with moon Knight, where it's Mm -hmm. Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke and, and some lesser known actors, but it's, 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 you know, it's um, directed by an Egyptian director and, and, you know, uh, uh, a a sort of backdrop that is not maybe by their standards considered mainstream Mm -hmm. risky. Like we're hearing HBO max is going to move Batgirl the movie to 
HBO Max and not a theatrical Warner Brothers thing. And I think they said the same thing with Blue Beetle, but I think now they changed it. And it's like, well, no, Blue Beetle is going to be theatrical. So it's 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 all fair to look at the cynical stuff and go, it sucks that now that streaming's a thing that all of these like lesser known characters or characters of color or marginalized characters, minority characters, whatever, Miss Marvel is going to debut in a show. She-Hulk mm-hmm. is going to debut in a show versus like they get their own movie. But I think that in my mind, I feel that Marvel sort of, reacting to and addressing stuff that that people were talking about in 2015. You know, I think that we're seeing the fallout of that now. And I think that we could see the, the, the response to what people are saying now in a couple of years. And but what I mean by that is 2015 Daredevil season one on Netflix comes out. That's made by Marvel Television. That is not connected to the MCU in a tangible way. They're referencing it and it's technically supposed to be in the mcu and so it is they're referencing the avengers and you know whatever Mm -hmm. a big green guy and they're the guy with the hammer and they're referencing that stuff Mm -hmm. but i think fans then were going this is dope but like we're not going to see spider-man swing by in this new york are we we're not going to see avengers tower like they keep showing the metlife building that should be avengers that should be stark tower what do you you know they Mm -hmm. don't have the budget to 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 roto that out or whatever (laughs) and so i think I think in a lot of ways, Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige and that brain trust looked at that, looked at what those shows were doing, good and bad, and said, stop it. We're going to do it. And that's shitty because could those Netflix shows have gone for season four or in some cases season three, season four, whatever they wanted to do, another Defenders miniseries? Maybe. And that could have meant jobs and, you know, all of that stuff and them being shot in New York and, you know, continuing to to, to do that. But I don't know if that's a Netflix thing where they just put out shows and they go, ah, it's canceled after one season, ah, two seasons, whatever. Or if that was what we'd heard where it was like, no, Disney Marvel Studios, like Papa Marvel shut that down. They want to control the narrative. They want to be in charge of those characters. And I think that it's frustrating on the one end because they stopped. But also, there's like a lot of seasons of those shows. Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Punisher. I haven't seen them all yet. And I and this is my favorite franchise of all time. I'm still like I'm on Punisher right now. I'm rewatching Punisher season one. And then I'm going to go and, and catch up on the rest of them. And the other thing is now they're in play. And it's 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 tricky when I'm talking about this kind of stuff where I'm like, I wish that the movie Morbius wasn't made. I wish that, you know, Venom and Venom 2 weren't made. People go, oh, you just, you're just, again, you're rooting for the corporation. You're doing this, you're doing that. And I'm going, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I want cool, gritty, interesting shows on Netflix to exist. And I want weird throwback vampire, you know, 90s style action movie movies with Tom Hardy to exist. But I just don't want them to technically be Venom or Morbius or Daredevil or, you know, whatever the thing is, because because it, it's it's separating it from what I think is it's it's key to the whole Marvel thing. I want Spider-Verse movies to exist forever. Yes, because that's animated, baby. Go for it. They found the exact perfect right. You know, and when I talk about this and, and I go, I love that Logan happened. But I feel that the movie Logan, as great as it is, was made in spite of that infrastructure, not because of it. Like that movie wasn't that was you know what I mean? That was that that was James Mangle being like, well, if I'm just going to do this, I'm just going to do this. And it was great, but it wasn't made because all of Fox or the X-Men franchise kind of supported it or it made sense or whatever. And when I say what if there was a world where Spider-Man, well, now he kind of is, but the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and whatever else 
those rights weren't sold to different movie studios when Marvel filed for bankruptcy and that they all stayed in one place. And, you know, from the beginning of the MCU, they had access to those characters. What if that could have happened? I hear people go, well, then we never would have gotten Logan. And I go, true, but would we have gotten something different? Maybe not better, maybe not worse, but just maybe we would have gotten a movie called Old Man Logan with Jeremy Renner as aged up Hawkeye. That's a different thing entirely. That's not the same as the movie mm-hmm. we got. So, and so, I watched that, by the way. Yeah, it would probably, because I read that comic and I thought it was cool when I read it. Like, I'm not saying that that I want to monopolize all of entertainment, but I am saying that in my mind, Marvel Studios has earned to being able to play with Marvel characters and every other studio can do whatever they want with every other brand basically. But I still, I feel that that's all connected. Uh, and, and, you know, the X-Men is in my mind incomplete in a world where they can't call up Reed Richards and talk to him about something and vice versa. Spider-Man is incomplete. If he can't be in a world where he can swing by Avengers mansion or head up to Westchester or, you know, find himself in the desert and there's the Hulk, like that's part of the whole thing. So it, 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 I, I, I don't want to say this stuff in, in the sense of stifling creativity, but to go back to your point, Ed, about what kind of stuff we're going to see in the future, what's going to be movies, what's going to be TV shows, I honestly don't know. I think it depends on what the, the thing is. I think that we will see an Avengers movie, and I think that we may see a young Avengers movie before we see an Avengers Avengers movie um, th- that, that might comment on the fact that there are no Avengers and so these teenagers have to kind of band together and team up and then Anthony Mackie is going to make a cameo being like hang on hang on a second you can't be running around as this young kid like we need to have you know have some training or something and then maybe Jane Foster Thor is going to jump in and then maybe She-Hulk's going to jump in and then maybe War Machine's going to fly in and go maybe we should just also be the Avengers and then then they'll be maybe an Avengers 4 in mm-hmm. terms of what kind of storylines we could see I think that Kang is going to play a huge part in there. Huge. You know, I don't think he's going to, I hope he's not going to try to replace the Thanos of it all, but I think that that's something they could stretch out for a long time. I think that playing with the multiverse is really fun, but I do think they're going to find a way to tie it up with a bow to be like, we can't just keep going back to this well to mine it. We have to, we <laughs> have to, you know, cause this has been the year of multiverse and I feel like, okay, we have to, you know, stop. Um, so I think they'll find a way to kind of, cut that off the way they did with spider-man no way home at the end of that there was a finality to that but there was also like and the story will continue but um a different status and they reset it to a more old school spider-man sure sure living in his apartment i think i think (laughs) the same is looking at like marvel comics especially since the 2000s when you look at things like civil war as it led into secret Mm -hmm. invasion as it led into siege as it led into you know dark rain and whatever whatever that i feel that we will see eventually a, a big epic coming together of, oh my God, that's Shang-Chi and that's Cersei from Eternals. And there's, uh, you know, She-Hulk. And is that Reed Richards? He's what a cameo. And here's Peter Parker, Spider-Man. And they're the Avengers or like Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange or whatever. And there's, there's where it is. I just don't know if it is going to have that emotional high of, well, here's Steve Rogers picking up Mjolnir. And yeah. here's Tony Stark sacrificing himself and and putting the cap to his storyline, you know, and and then a nice little funeral, and then that's the end of it. And I don't know that they should chase that because this is a story that will never end. I think that they should they should they. I have no idea how kids growing up right now feel about Kate Bishop or you know it, when we get to see the character again 
um, Eli Bradley, you know, who, who's going to eventually play Patriot or how they're going to feel about Wiccan meeting and falling in love with Teddy, who is Hulkling, who's actually half scroll, half Cree. I don't know how young people are going to feel about these characters. I kind of know how they feel about Scarlet Witch, Loki. Like we've seen this fandom grow. I know yeah. they love Winter Soldier. Um, you know, I know that they love um, Okoye in Black Panther. I know that they love Valkyrie. You know, that's a character that I never thought would it would hit the way that it did. And and um, I think that Marvel's focus right now, if they have one, is to kind of not have a focus. And they're just setting up the chess pieces. And I think they're looking at how audience are, audiences are responding to characters. And I think that we will see some sort of Avengers-y centric team up storyline centered around Kang and time travel. And I think then after Kang, it might honestly go, okay, they're going to look at it from like big bad to big bad. Maybe Magneto will come after him. Maybe Dr. Doom, you know, maybe Enchantress from the, as from Asgard, maybe, maybe their focus will be instead of thinking about it, like phases, maybe it'll be like, okay, we'll go from villain to villain. Maybe Galactus in a big way. will 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 be something maybe somehow more, imposing than an, a celestial you know floating above the earth or whatever uh or maybe they'll just keep going back to the eternals for their epic shit um but but yeah, well, part I, of me wants to wants to have i love eternals as an epic thing and i actually yeah. did go see the eternals at the movies but i gotta say i think that's one where if i had my druthers i would have it be a series because if you got immortal mm-hmm. characters yep that length of time would give you a chance to explore all of them more because one of the main knock on it that almost mm-hmm. any troglodyte had was it what there wasn't quite enough time, even at a three hours or whatever, for actual character development of that many characters, mm-hmm, especially sure. when you're talking about eternal care. They're all Highlanders for Christ's sake, and you're giving them like <laughs> 20 minute vignettes of them being like, Oh, I hugged you at Pompeii, and now we're at the library. You know, it's like it doesn't. It doesn't quite give you that gravitas that a, a freaking um, interview with a vampire yeah. gave right. me more of a feeling right. of what it, what an immortal's life was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. and I think I think this, and I'm curious to see if this is going to turn out to be a mistake because I think that what it looks like they're doing is a lot of street level characters they're giving TV shows to, mm-hmm. and the cosmic characters who handled the big you know planet ending things are getting movies mm-hmm. and and i wonder if it might need to be reversed i mean i don't know they they've done a great job with obviously thanos is a universe ending thing which mm-hmm. again by the way w- one of the things that you see when you're reading a series of books or a series of comics is that each thing has to become bigger and more dangerous like there were 15 seasons of supernatural one of my favorite tv shows and it got to a point where it was like well What's the next thing that can be bigger than, oh, I don't know, Satan? Or what's right. the next thing that can be right. bigger than the, the 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 sister of creation? Okay, well, now it's God. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like they it literally got to a point where it was like, okay, well, now you've gotten to the biggest characters you can do. You don't have a choice but to end this fucking show. And yeah. my worry is if you keep doing more and more cosmic stuff, it, it you know, the reason you have to do a multiverse is because you have to think, of a multiverse of people being in danger instead of just a universe of being in danger. And, and it's like, I, I, yeah, I, I'm worried I, that I, it'll get convoluted. Absolutely. I hope that they're, that they take in my mind, the best lesson from Spider-Man, no way home 
is what a crazy concept. What a great like fan service concept to bring back the Spider-Mans and the villains, but it continued to focus on what it meant to Peter Parker. They almost solved the problem halfway through the movie, right? But to your point, Ed, like, in, in my opinion, the best scene is still at the end. It's the third act battle with all the Spider-Mans and all the villains. I thought that was great. But halfway through the movie, they get the Doctor Strange box and, you know, everybody's ready to go home. And then the twist is, but when these villains go home, they'll die. And Doctor mm-hmm. Strange is like, okay, that's how this works. And Peter is going, well, no, actually, I want to try to save their life. And I just rewatched the movie with my mom this afternoon. She's visiting because she's going to be doing some cat sitting, house sitting. And she loved that. She loved that. She's like, oh, how great that he's actually going to like cure them because you don't often see that, first of all, with heroes doing that to villains. But it also made it so that it made it important to Peter Parker, a guy who's never met these characters. The audience knows them. You know, this is going back to when they did Star Trek Into Darkness and Benedict Cumberbatch says, my name is Khan. And Chris Pine, Kirk and Spock are kind of like, "Okay, like they like they don't know you, dude. We know you. So how do you yeah, have to make that audience. work emotionally? Right. The audience knows knows that. So hopefully going forward, it's less about, you know, the large stakes, because, yeah, once you've done Thanos and the snap, that actually does beat Galactus already. And Galactus in the 60s yeah. was the big deal of the Marvel. Like that was like, oh, my gosh, Galactus is going to devour the world. But Thanos over here is like in issue one. You know, half of all life is destroyed. And then a few issues later, they get him to come back and everything. So like and and since then, it's then become not just Thanos wiping out half of life in our universe, but all the universe is crashing together in secret wars and like all existence period is going to yeah. be blanked to nothing. Like, yeah, you keep elevating it and elevating it and elevating it. You're going to have a nowhere to go, b no way to top yourself. And C, you're gonna you're gonna tire the audience out from like, and it's gonna get too convoluted. So to go back to Spider-Man, make it about the characters, make it about the emotion. Even Thanos, when he did what he did, they still found a way to be like, he has to kill his daughter, Gamora, who he loves, but we know he's abusive. But he, you know, they 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 made it about that emotion. They made it about Tony Stark having to risk. What if I lose my daughter? I can't lose my what I have now in this time that we spent five years, you know, re- recovering from this. All all so great. All just yeah. unbeatable. And then Avengers Endgame again ends with uh, Steve Rogers being with Peggy. That is not from the comics. That is adding a finality to the character of Steve Rogers that so many fans, comic book people and non-comic book people I remember when that came out, they were so pissed that he didn't stay in the future. And I'm like, this isn't comics. Chris Evans cannot play this character forever. He is going to pass away someday. And comic (laughs) book characters don't, you know, and and it's Mm -hmm. part of the conversation. And it's really sad and it's really tragic is Chadwick Boseman dying way before his time on this earth and how lovely he was and how much everybody loved him. And I understand fully the people that are saying T'Challa should be recasted. But I also look at it and I go, look, this isn't Black Panther from the comics. Black Panther will live for T'Challa will live forever in the comics. There's a new story with him every single month. And I'm not saying that that is you should be happy and settle and blah, blah, blah. But I'm saying that Chadwick as an actor had so much of an impact on these people who worked with him that they're like, we don't want to do that. But instead, we have the infrastructure. They're still making a Black Panther movie, Wakanda Forever. Like they're still going to do a, a spinoff TV show, and and Ryan Coogler's still going to work on these on these 
properties because, frankly, Okoye is amazing. Shuri is amazing. The character, the actress, who knows? Yeah. You know, that, like <laughs> Wakabi. What are you going to do? Is really, really interesting. You know, like Queen Ramonda, like like the, the world of Wakanda is so beautiful and it was so well done. And the supporting characters are so great that I can't um, I, like I just can't imagine too many other. Somebody was also saying, too, well, what if they didn't do a Daniel Craig, James Bond movie, but then made it about Money Penny? And I'm kind of like, that'd be dope. I, you know, it, it. Yeah, it's different because I'm like, but but the James Bond movies haven't been building up Money Penny, you know, in the same way that like the that first Black Panther movie, in my mind, focused on the women in T'Challa's life and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and yep. kind of building out that world. Because if the Daniel Craig, James Bond movies from movie one or from Skyfall, when uh, I think the actress is Naomi Harris, who plays Money Penny, if as soon as she's introduced, if it really... If that movie really set that up, then yeah. Or again, from Captain Marvel, who played uh, um, uh, Monica Rambeau's mom, um, Lashana Lynch playing the new 007 in No Time to Die. If she mm -hmm. gets a movie, I'd be dope. I'd be that'd be so cool. But that movie was sort of a send off for James Bond, and it wasn't so much trying to do that because the next James Bond is going to be probably a male actor playing James Bond. You know, it's, it'll be a, a new sort of take on the character. And that's a different thing than what this is. So, yeah, I, I, you know, going, going back to what you were saying, both of you guys, Moon Knight, I think, could absolutely have worked as a film. But I also feel like you could probably ask some people who are watching Moon Knight and who are really enjoying it. And it's not everybody. It's not for everybody. And they may say, I really like how the show is actually taking its time with Stephen mm -hmm. Grant one of the you know the personalities and then taking its time with steven meeting layla and then layla talking to mark specter and then we don't know who the third personality is if there is one like those types of things that you would lose if it was a two-hour movie and it was had the pace of like the mummy starring brendan fraser like it's all sort yeah. of give and take mm -hmm. I, you know i it, it like i'm stoked that secret invasion is going to be a show i'm stoked that armor wars is going to be roadie and it's going to be a show i liked the hawkeye show i was there for kate bishop you know, yeah. I, I, but I'm also really excited about Wakanda Forever and Thor Love and Thunder and Doctor Strange, which looks awesome. And I'm very happy that they brought in Sam Raimi to do it. And the Marvels and as well, which is which is going to take the Miss Marvel show, Monica Rambo coming off of WandaVision and then attaching them to the Brie Larson, Carol Danvers character. And the other thing I want to say, too, is the other beauty beautiful thing about this franchise is that even if something comes out and you dislike it oh moon knight the show oh i don't like what they're doing with this character because this is an, an infinite franchise the next time you see moon knight it could be different director different writer different producers di you know and a take that is again as different from thor 2 to thor 3 it feels like they do take the mm -hmm. note sometimes like they do understand where they don't quite hit it and then sometimes they take big swings and that's thor ragnarok Wow, yep. that was a that was a home run for me, mm -hmm. and it was enough of a home run that they went. Let's give this one a fourth. We didn't we didn't done a fourth one yet. Let's give this one a fourth <laughs> movie because well, it was it, you know yeah no. But uh, in that spirit, okay, so we are now entering the period of the podcast where we are the maestros of Marvel, and we are going to do some. We're going to pick something that is going to be the next big event. Oh, and, and I'll go first because I've been thinking about it. 
Okay. Fucking Secret Wars, or or the Secret War, or Secret Wars. Let's call it Secret Wars. Secret Wars, the very first conception of the idea, and we do it. We have to do it though. After we've established X Men, after we've mm. established the goddamn Fantastic Four, mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. we've even established this new Avengers team, because my idea is if Marvel takes these right lessons, which are imprison your enemies. Because like DC, you're going to have crowbar-wielding clowns from now until the fucking end of time for no reason. <laughs> so, so, But at least they could be cool Marvel versions of that, right? These cool characters that are that survive their, their, their adventures with the hero and can come back and menace. So whoever survives all the movies that set up all these, these characters, yeah. and I think it's Kang or Immortus more whatever so mm-hmm. and like he who remains is not a, a mortis he's another character yes so mm-hmm. i'm thinking a mortis a kang variant who is as megalomaniacal as anybody but does see some value in like good winning i believe could play the part of the beyonder and mm. set up a world or a plane of existence ed why where, not just do the beyonder you know, dude just do the beyonder dude let's do it i, I don't know because <laughs> part part of the thing about the beyonder is Every time he came out, they made him worse. Like mm-hmm. he, like when when he like he became like a person on Earth, and he he went and ate a bunch of Doritos. He was like, "I have an uncomfortableness in my tummy." Oh, I think you need to take a shit, Beyonder, and like mm-hmm. they take him to the bathroom. He has to take a shit. Like I, I just this whole Meet Joe Black bullshit that they do with, <laughs> with with the Beyonder. I'm just over that. I would love yeah. to see, and I also would like to use. Frankly, if I'm if I'm Marvel, I'm paying Jonathan Major some major money. To be in all these goddamn movies and play all these different characters, I'm gonna get my worth out of this Kang yep. bullshit. Yep. So you're yep. gonna die in ex- external Ant Man madness of mayhem, quantum mania, whatever the fuck. He gonna die in that most likely, or get shunted off to some side dimension and meet another one, or or die, and then his body is found by another one of him who goes, "Those sons of bitches killed my brother," and he gets big and goes, you know, they're, they're gonna do some shit like that. So I'm just yeah. saying, I'm use all those Kangs. And make a make this weird good Kang, or even flip it and bounce it, be fucking crazy, and I don't know. Beyonder's cool, but like, what, what, what if Galactus is more like uh, the champion of the universe, or do the champion of the fucking universe? That mm-hmm. dude who used to grab up Ben Grimm, he like Ben Grimm, he would grab him off the Earth and grab a bunch of strong people from all the rest of the universes and have them all fight in a big boxing match for his amusement. And they'd go through a big Russian belt till they got to him. And if they beat him, they would be the champion of the universe. But he had like psionic powers and he would cheat and shit. So nobody would ever beat him. But then somebody like Ben Grimm would fight him to the end of the 12th round and save the world. Shit like that. I would say, yeah. since we we can't go any bigger than Thanos, get nuts, sir. With right. the space shit. And use right. like giant casts of characters having giant field. Well, like, you, bigger than Civil War type battles, you, you know. You know what's wild is that they cast Harry Styles to play Thanos' brother. So yep. I already feel mm. like they, you know, and, and the song we hear as that's happening. And also Patton Oswalt's voice is the Pip the Troll. But then we hear like, feels like the first time. And you're like, <laughs> what kind of weird, funkies Guardians of the Galaxy, 70s, you know, it, it mm. style is this character. Hopefully you're right, Ed. Hopefully we're going to see some weirdness. Um, before we get another like Thanos slash dark side character who's like, I am the ultimate end of all. It's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. we've dealt with that. We've dealt with that. Right. Let's get, you know, let's get weird. Yeah. Yeah. Capricious space God era mm-hmm. could be an interesting little 70s place to go for. Yeah. 
I, 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 I think want, we should I, just all do ma- magical characters. Yeah. All magic all the time. Ron, listen. Just to, just to mess with Ed. Listen, I mean, literally, M-word. that's you know what, what I want. Stop saying the M word. You know what? <laughs> M- Mephesto would be great, but I'll also throw out oh. Nightmare. I think Nightmare could be a concept as a character oh, who, yeah. who, in my mind, was sometimes played as like the arch enemy of Doctor Strange in, uh, in yeah. some ways, you know, who has the Nightmare realm. I feel like let's have Marvel do that before. Well, I guess Netflix is already doing the Sandman live action TV show, but I was going to say sort of before DC could do like Sandman or Morpheus or that kind of character, I think Nightmare could be truly terrifying, but still terrifying that like kids could go see, but it could still be, you know, like, like, like a a thing where Dr. Strange and maybe other characters have to get involved, have to somehow put like stop Nightmare before Nightmare. What are the stakes? plunges all of Earth's humans into a forever nightmare realm or something where, oh shit, that's actually really, really terrifying. I would like to see, it's all, it also just keeps going back to like characters who haven't been, um, whose whose potential hasn't been full up yet. And it's like, William Hurt just passed away. He was dealing with fighting an, an illness, but we never got Red Hulk out of uh out of out of general ross that kind of thing and i think that red hulk is not the biggest loss if the mcu never gets to do red hulk that's okay but there's but there's definitely like like ed you were saying secret wars where it's something where you could bring back all the villains i'm like i would like to see red skull come back and now it doesn't have to be hugo weaving anymore because it's 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 what's his name doing the voice ross marquand Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. a cg character ultron could come back spader you know, like it, it like Abomination is back and he's going to be in the She-Hulk show. But I would I would like to see a, an old school Secret Wars style thing where it's like, here's a bunch of the heroes that we haven't played, but also a bunch of the villains. I had wanted that for Spider-Man for years. And I think that Spider-Man should, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought that they were moving in that direction with Michael Keaton Vulture. I thought, oh, they're actually going to do the Sinister Six. And the next yeah. movie has Mysterio. Perfect. Two out of f- six. We need just four more and kind of get there. And this last movie shortcutted that because why wouldn't you? Because you have that potential to use those actors. But I think that the Tom Holland Spider-Man should meet an Otto Octavius or an Octavius could be Olivia. I think that mm-hmm. that that Tom Holland Peter should meet an Osborne. Why does Oscorp not exist in this world? Is it because it was bought out by Stark? Right. Willem Dafoe's Norman Osborn. He said Oscorp doesn't exist. My house. Someone's living in my house. My son. Like he couldn't find his stuff. In the mm-hmm. MCU, mm-hmm. where is Norman Osborn? I would love to see, you know, I don't consider it like repeating the same territory. I think do it in a different way, but like there's stuff that Norman Osborn never got to do as Willem Dafoe in one and a half movies, including well, you Norman Osborn. I'll, I'll, you know what? Take I over like Shield. Take over mm-hmm. Shield. I want to see Doctor Doom. Yes, uh, and, fully. And and the reason I want to see Doctor Doom is you remember that run where Dr. Doom basically remakes the universe. And really what that is about is about the difference between um, a benevolent dictator and choice, really. Yes. And and what I would like them to do for the changeup is that when, when it comes down to it, it isn't just uh, uh, Reed Richards who has to fix the world. It's everybody. Right. And, That's and so so what you do is you have you show the the atrocities that happen when a person decides that they are the one who has to make all the right decisions, even if they are coming from a space of 
oh no, no, nobody's starving. Nobody's doing this. Nobody, you know, but sure. They, but they also don't have any freedom. They don't have any mm -hmm. ability to think for themselves. They don't have ability to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. You know, all the things that are important to being a human. And then the, when, when our good guys, and that can literally include everybody that can be, mm -hmm. Bishop to Doctor Strange, that could be Spider-Man to Moon Knight. It can be all the characters that we have fighting this technological sorcery yep. combo. And then when they beat them with as a community, yep. then we get to see the Earth and the universe remade into a place of choice. And sure, there's problems and sure, there's pitfalls, but that's everybody's decision mm -hmm. and and then we're having a conversation about fascism uh and it's a yeah. thing that i would really love to <laughs> talk about a little more often because it's uh happened right in front of our faces all the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. the, this marvel machine kills fascists yeah yeah for, for me my pitch going forward would be i mean i already threw some stuff out there i would i still think that um we will see an avengers come together i i really want to see i cannot wait to see mackie's captain america 4 uh, I think that Jane, if it's not Jane Foster taking over as Thor, I think that um, that Valkyrie could could sort of uh, occupy that space, or maybe it's Hemsworth, and Hemsworth is just going to want to play this character until he, you know, until he's seventy or whatever. Like that's fine. Until and, so, and then they do like the old <laughs> Thor movie, the King Thor, you know, the sort of King Conan in the future type of thing. Yeah, um, but I mean, but I but I uh, love that. Yeah, it would be great. But I but I think that that right now their focus should be bringing up a sort of new younger generation of heroes. I would love to see Sam Alexander Nova as a kind of mm. like really strong presence Latino character where it's, it's, you know, Shang-Chi I thought was wonderful. Black Panther is beautiful. I don't know how many other times they can do the, okay, let's take this marginalized group and let's like re like create their character. That's or remix their character and make it really about their, like their culture, their historical legends and lore and, I don't know if I want to see it like a Latino superhero be like, okay, you're based on like an Aztec God and you're, you know, you have to go back to your ancestral home. And, you know, I, I think that to, to, to try to differentiate from that, that to have a character like Nova who happens to be Latino, but he's a space, like he's already like a legacy character an established character. And it's a whole nother sort of franchise. I just yeah. think it would be cool to see, to, to, to have a San Alexander with his like Mexican mom, talking about what it is to be him and either the dad is Mexican or white, like in the comics or, you know, mixed race family or whatever it is um, to just bring his sort of flavor to the world. And then he still does yeah. a big space adventure. And then like Zoe Saldana is Gamora is still there. Rocket raccoon is still there. You know, yeah. he fights the Chitari, whatever, whatever the heck it is. Um, I think that that could be really, really cool. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a fun Captain Marvel that can get hurt. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like, like, uh, 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 I mean, that's that's it's the only thing I I really think that's what a lot of the I hate that the neckbeards are right about how powerful she is. They're wrong about every single other thing. But it's like <laughs> her being so ridiculously powerful that she's never questioned at all. It's it's like the old school Superman that people claim that they hate. But some yeah. of those stories were actually great because it took out the the forget the fact that he can't be beat. How many people does he help? How does yeah, right. it impact the right. world? Who cares about him? Not yeah, he's gonna stop the train. Okay, but he's guys. gonna give the cat to the little yeah. girl, and that's the big deal. I'm gonna talk yeah. about this is what they should do with Captain Marvel, and it's and if they do this and then steal it from DC, that would be the most fucked up <laughs> flip off to DC ever. Whereas what they do 
is they have her stand up to some type of bad guy, but instead of whooping their ass, she just keeps taking the punches. And right. Like, no. The Superman move. Yep. Yep. I'm here. I'm here to help you become better. Mm-hmm. You can become a better person. They're doing that with literally uh, Saitama right now in One Punch Man. Um, if I'm giving something away, but they're definitely doing that. If you're reading the comic, the manga right now, you should check it out and and check it out because they're they're completely ripping off a fantastic Superman story, the ones yep. we never get to see in movies. And if and if they did that with Captain Marvel before they could do that with Superman, it would be the most fucked up Ron, they, amazing they, thing. Ron, they they're they're going to do the Sentry before we see Superman again. They're going to do <laughs> they're going to do the, the Squadron. They're going to do the Squadron Supreme before we see Superman again. It's such a yes. bummer. It's such a such a bummer because yeah. there's no infrastructure there. There's no yep. you know we we're going to well, see there's a no Superman. one there to say that the yeah. best part about Superman is right. not that he can punch people through mountains. It's that he believes in people and in goodness mm-hmm. and wants or to now, help people be that. Like, but, but, like we, we, right. we just saw online, the director of Shazam said, when asked, you know, would you want to do, do another character other than Shazam? He said, at one point I did want to do Superman, but I just, as a director, I don't want to get in there because I saw the way people reacted to these movies and some characters and some franchises have such this reaction. He's basically talking about toxic fandom and expectations yeah. and stuff. He's like, I saw how people reacted to the last Jedi and he didn't say whether he liked it or disliked it. He just said, I saw how people have reacted to the last Jedi. I would never want to make something at that level. And that's such a bummer. And yeah. I absolutely 100% get what he said. And, and sure enough, he said for the past week, people have just been proving him right with how they've been responding to what he said about yeah. him doing or not doing a Superman movie. Um, it's it, it's tough. It's so tough. It seems like, again, it's a no-brainer. You talk to somebody who's played video games their whole life, and you go, yeah, I don't understand what this Pokemon thing is about. They're going to look at you like you're stupid. Like it should have been a slam dunk, <laughs> you know, no problem layup, any sports metaphor you want for the movie. But instead, they did Detective Pikachu. You know, that's it's – it's crazy. Uh, by the way, I love Detective Pikachu. I just want, I just want you to know <laughs> that's that. Great. That's it great. It made me laugh. I thought it was hilarious. It was well, a touchdown it's... home run slam dunk for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was a and, dunk. And, but, uh, but also because I'm not a huge Pokemon fan, so that's probably yeah. why. I'm yeah. just like uh, – uh, I was on the – age-wise, I'm on the, on, on the cusp of that. So mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like – I had aged out of that and I was watching Dragon Ball Z. So this conception of Pokemon was fun to me because I thought it was like, oh, well, look, they took Pokemon and they turned it a little bit on its head. Um, <laughs> but but if, but it's interesting because, OK, so as we're wrapping up here, I want to talk about we did this uh, show with uh, Billy Business and our, our guy, producer Bill, called Reboot It. And we redid the X-Men. And I thought we did a really interesting version of the X-Men. Yeah. But there were multiple comments where people were like, just remake the X-Men cartoon from 1992 into Mm -hmm. a movie. And we're like, you're a fucking idiot because (laughs) you don't understand that while that cartoon is wonderful in the conception of what it is, it would make the worst fucking movie on the planet. And that's like – and that's the thing. It's like a lot of this stuff would make bad movies. Um, But I I just want them to make – 
I just want them to understand fans. Well, see, but that's why, that's why no Beyonder in my goddamn Secret Wars. (laughs) I'm going to connect it it with the, I'm going to connect it to all the stuff. I don't want anything to do with the Jerry Curl and a silver suit looking like Michael Jackson. (laughs) Looking like Michael Jackson (laughs) in the Pepsi period. Hell no. Mm -hmm. I need an Immortus with a big cool helmet on looking kind of like Galactus if we don't get a a nice Galactus in a long time. Yeah. Because I want to give you that that flavor. But like and and, uh, we said something earlier about um, Spider-Man. I really think he meets a person who changed her name from Osborne Bowl, some some Mary Jane, mm. you know, what type mm-hmm. of thing. And it's oh, I don't Hob- go by Goblin. Osborne. Oh, I don't go by yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's some Hobgoblin situation because I feel yep. like that's sort of a glide the glider tech slash the Starkification of the whole world. Mm-hmm. And so like Stark in this world, like appling up people or amazoning up different businesses mm-hmm. to make this conglomeration somebody's going to chafe at that like like mysterio did some more, bunches of more people with technology shit which is what armor wars is about so yeah like yeah. somebody some sub armor wars type of person with a rocket stud technology and bombs and stuff becomes the hobgoblin and one of the dopest things about the hobgoblin was he seemed to be he was the one guy Spider-Man could never catch and never know what his name was, who he really was. Right. Yeah. He, it, was a it, it wasn't this. It wasn't this Norman. Ah, oh, you got me again. It was like, who the fuck are you? How are you so strong? Why are you mm-hmm. fucking me up? Why are you better than the Goblin? Where did you come from? That introduced to a Spider-Man story would be great. And then next thing you know, in the Secret Wars, there he is floating next to fucking Doctor Doom and I, I, blah blah. Here's another pitch for you. I would say Jake Gyllenhaal Mysterio not dead. He faked his death. Yep. Uh, uh, that was nice. a, right. It was a weird kind of convenient death thing. And it, and I felt like maybe he was like actually taking a step back and going, I don't want to get mixed up with this. I got my ass handed to me. But after the entire world manipulation of everybody forgets the existence of Peter Parker, something like that could be addressed in a future. I mean, I think it'll need to be. And I think it should be because the fans have all these questions, too. It's like, what does that mean? Does he still have like a birth certificate, a social security card? Does he appear on you know, uh, closed circuit TV cameras. And if he is unmasked, is it when he was Spider-Man, like it does the mask magically appear on the footage. So like when Mysterio had footage of him with the drones, does that footage still exist? Is it erased or is it manipulated footage? All this weird, you know, interesting questions. What if Mysterio came back and he goes crazy by this notion? He goes, I knew who he was. Some, I knew it. It was, it should have been there. And it was taken from me. Something happened. I was manipulated. This was, the, you uh-huh. know, they're tricking us. They're fooling us. And then he looks up what happens to Spider-Man with this big fight with all the different villains and different Spider-Mans. And he goes, there was somebody on a glider. There was a person made of sand and he figures out what their names were. And then in the MCU, he's like, I got to go find a Norman Osborn, an Otto Octavius, a Flint Marco and a Max Dillon and a Curtis Connors. And who are these five men here? And then through Mysterio getting it started, like supercharging that, then they are like, what? It's, it, you know, weird time travel. Um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of where it's a, it's a, it's a paradox where it's paradox, like, you know, yeah. the lizard is like, what do you mean? Why would I ever inject myself with any, Hmm, maybe I should. Tra-. And then he turns into the lizard, like, <laughs> like, you know, Mysterio being like, you're made of sand. And he's like, I'm not made of sand. Well, I fell. Would I have fallen if I wasn't warned that I was going to, you know, you know, and then the, these you characters be are careful created, you fall. <laughs> yeah. In some new context or whatever. I think that would be, I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's I just, want that. Yeah. It's it, listen, it's my favorite franchise and it is a cop out to say all of your hopes and desires could someday be fulfilled because that's not the reality. But 
there are people who dislike what has happened with the Hulk, for example. And I point yeah. to, hey, that story's not over. They kept Mark Ruffalo around. Mm-hmm. She-Hulk is coming out. Could we still someday get a story that is similar to World War Hulk? He, lose, he loses it, and it's fully powered Bruce Banner, Hulk, and then now She-Hulk has to stop him. Or now, you know, another group of characters have to, like, there's so many different things they could do with characters that are still in play. Yeah. Am we I upset? An that, that, show. Yeah, exactly. That would be wonderful. Am I upset that Tony Stark is never going to meet Reed Richards or Charles Xavier? Absolutely. But they're doing some multiverse shenanigans, so I, we may still get a little taste of the Illuminati in the Doctor Strange sequel. Am I upset that Chadwick Boseman, his T'Challa, isn't going to be able to interact with certain characters? Absolutely. But I still feel that a Black Panther will exist in the MCU. Maybe it'll be Shuri. Maybe it'll be Okoye. Maybe it'll be somebody else, Nakia. And that's really exciting and interesting too. Am I upset that maybe the one that gets me the most, well, second most, that Steve Rogers will never meet Ben Grimm. Yes, that one hurts. Yes. (laughs) But yeah. The ever-loving blue-eyed thing, he is going to be wonderful, and I think that, it, that him interacting with a bunch of characters is going to be gold. It's going to be great. Maybe the number one sin that I'm upset at, that you can't really fix or address, is that the actor who played Ben Urich in season one of Daredevil was killed off, and that oh. Ben is never going to meet Peter Parker or any oh. of the other, the Daily Bugle, yes. you know, like like yes. staff. Like that that thing was like, oh, Ben Urich is so, I love Ben so, so, so much. And I thought that that actor yeah. was just wonderful. Nailed it, and I, nailed it. And I, and I didn't think it was a misstep for that story when, when Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin killed him. It hurt. I was shocked. Great for that story. But what a, what a missed opportunities going forward. You know, more than more than some of the big superhero names meeting. I'm like, but Ben Urich, he needed to be there for <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I agree. That would have been awesome. Dude. Well, I mean, we do thank you so much for being on and uh, dropping all this um, this knowledge on us and, and having this high level conversation about this subject with us. Because, frankly, you know, like I said, didn't want it to be a continuous blowjob. And it wasn't. It went all, all these different places. Um, besides, I just have one dismount question, though. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get to what you're doing on the internet and shit like that. Okay. Besides, uh, besides Nova, two more characters you need to see in this new phase. Because wow. I'll give you some time to vamp. Because mine are some version of the Hulk. I need She Hulk to be instrumental to the to the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. and I need Daredevil to be like the yeah. scion of the underclass of the crime fighters. I need him to be like the most famous one, the one that people are just like. Man, that damn daredevil is hard. You know what I mean? He's he's a bad motherfucker, man. I love that little guy. Like, I wanted to be the plucky guy of the universe that like people can go like Spider-Man, they know they can't be Spider-Man, but I want them to think they can be Daredevil. Yeah. I want the right, little kids right. to dress up like Daredevil for for Hollows Halloween and shit. I want that to be, and I and like I said, I want the Hulk family to be the last superpowers on the earth. The last actual nuclear weapons that we have left right. because vision vision's gone. Maybe the last nuclear weapons on this earth are the Hulks and uh Homegirl and, and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Those are the and, and I guess Captain Marvel, but she's not all technically on Terra a lot. So those are the people who just could wreck shop anytime they want to that are left on Earth. And I think thusly they'll become very important. And obviously the X-Men will become important because they rival those people. Great characters, Ron. One or two characters you need to see. It's a multiple, uh, multiple man. Mm-hmm. Oh, Madrox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love multiple man because of the concept of a character who can send out a bunch of his selves 
are mm-hmm. those selves selves. And then on top of that, when they come back and he becomes part of them, he gains all of that knowledge. And imagine how intelligent and uh, versatile you could be as a character who has all this knowledge, but how fucked up you would be thinking about, did you, by absorbing that being who has been out for two years yep. Yep. learning how to do this, did you kill somebody? Like, that's a totally interesting story to me. And so that's the main character that pops into my head right away, yeah, which exactly. I don't know how they could use it in MCU, but I'd fucking well, love dude, that. He, he, he could absorb, he absorbs all their memories, but their traumas of what fucked them up and shit. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I was, a, I was a fucking, you know, merchant seaman and I lost half my men and I was under a boat that was being attacked by sharks and all this jazz. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I imagine a world where we get an X-Men movie a second X-Men movie, a third X-Men movie. And in between the second and third years out, there's a Disney plus show. It's called X factor. And it's mm. a, it's a six episode. Oh, here's Jamie Madrox. Here's siren. Here's strong guy. You know, yeah. here's here. All of these great characters that it's like, Oh, what a great premise too to have Madrox, what you're describing. He's also a private investigator. Like they, they yep, open up a course, firm yep. that, you know, yep. and I think that those things can exist once that foundation of like, well, here's the first X-Men movie. You got to get, we've got to refresh everybody on the concept. Here's what it is. And in between the first and second X-Men movies, maybe we'll do a alpha flight show. And at the end of that show, mm. Wolverine, he's there. And then the second X-Men movie is really the giant size X-Men team. Oh, here's Storm, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, oh, okay. Colossus, just, you know. Just spitballing on that one though. <laughs> X, 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 uh, the fucking alpha flight show. Ooh. Yeah. It's filmed in like fucking video, like winning time. Some shot on like VHS sometimes because it's in like the early 90s, right? Because that's when the Wolverine was fucking around with them and having fun and shit. And James Hudson and all that jazz. Yeah, could and be. then it looks, oh man, that's nice. That'd be great. And then you could still do the sort of legacy team of the new Alpha Flight team that shows up. They're like, I'm the daughter of Vindicator. Mm-hmm. I'm the son of Puck or whatever they want to do. Yeah. And they could, anyway, My I, I, I thought of a bunch of characters. I think one of my top characters, I love him, I hate him. The rumors are we're going to see him already, which is Namor the Submariner. Oh, I think yeah. Nice. Yeah, Namor nice. is is another pillar character they, they they could do a lot with. And I think that there's also a great opportunity to, and the rumors are he's going to be played by a Mexican or Latino actor, but I'm like, could be an Asian actor. I think Henry Golding would make a great, just like regal British accented Namor who happens to also be of Asian descent. Beautiful, beautiful, but... The other one I was thinking of, I looked up at this at this pile of action figures I got up here. Look at this. I looked up at that. And I don't think you <laughs> I don't think you can see it. Well, actually, you can see her. There's Monica Rambo right behind her. See, I'm so spoiled. I have I have so many characters already in the MCU. Elsa Bloodstone is somebody Ooh, I'm gonna pick. Great choice. Elsa Bloodstone. Great. Because if we're getting Blade, if we're getting Black Knight, mm-hmm. if we're getting, if they're gonna eventually get to a point where it's like, are you gonna do stuff stuff to have like the infrastructure to have like man thing appear or to have like, you know, the seventies, like horror, like here's, here's a, a zombie and here's actually Dracula and here's a werewolf by night who may be the star of the Halloween special that they're doing. Like if they're going in that direction and moon Knight is maybe trying to get us into that tone. Also bloodstone is a British like fit, uh, uh, almost like a tomb Raider mixed with a Indiana Jones mixed with a, um, She's just a monster hunter. And it's like, oh, she's almost has like Hellboy-esque story. She could, where she just goes to locations and knows about the lore already. And then she brings out this huge effing shotgun and like just it could be so, so, so much fun. 
And I would also mm-hmm. I would also hope to one day see a version of not exactly one for one, but some kind of a remix of the concept of next wave. I think would be great. And I yeah. think that Monica, I'd like to see like Monica Rambo in some sort of Avengers roster proper, like in a movie, like she's there as photon or something. But then again, a TV show that comes out that's like next wave starring uh, the actress who played Monica Rambo. And we've cast Elsa Bloodstone and boom, boom, Tabitha Smith. And uh, you know um, uh, who was the other, it was machine man, I think. Mm-hmm. And then this guy named the captain. Oh, and the frustration, was, was, yeah, the frustration yeah. of uh, t- Tiana Paris, I think it is. I forgot her last name, but yeah, yeah, she, um, she, her, I was an Avenger, I was in space with Captain Marvel, and yes. we fought a dude who beat up Thor. Yes, and you guys suck. Yep, get it to fucking together, man. <laughs> and, and one of I the villains that, that they have to go up against is like Devil Dinosaur, like that level of like, what are you? We're yeah. finally doing it, and then after that. You go. You move Devil Dinosaur to Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, and do a kid-centric yep. show. Come on, yeah. guys! It's yeah. well, it's and, the yeah. and that made me think. I've got one more that I want, and that's because I don't think Marvel's ever done just a straight-up comedy, mm. and I want it to be Squirrel Girl. Ooh. I want Squirrel Girl to do a straight-up comedy. Well, yeah. you know what's, what's comedy? What's sad is that one of the um with the, with the frustrating things is is uh is New Warriors was supposed to be a show. And it didn't get picked up and they did it. They oh. shot a pilot and I forgot who did it, but super talented people did it. And the rumors were that they didn't get picked up because there was like gay characters in the cast and maybe somebody at ABC, ABC slash Disney's T television slash Marvel slash whatever, basically just like cut it out. But it was um the actress from werewolves within who is the oh. AT&T yeah. spokesperson. She, uh, um, uh, Milana Vaintrub, Vaintrub, she played Squirrel Girl. She played mm-hmm. her already. She and nice. she loved that character. And they a few months ago, or a few, like a year or two ago, they, the 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 showrunner or the person who did the show was like, "F it, I'm just going to reveal some behind the scenes photos. Here's our cast." They were so happy yep. to do it, you know, because they were being asked about it and they were so frustrated by everything. Um, and I think it would be great PR yeah. if Disney, who now wants to definitely support their LGBTQ allies and mm-hmm. employees. If they maybe brought that back and maybe it was a Disney Plus show and maybe, you know, so that way Marvel Studios could oversee yeah. it, but like still hire a lot of that talent. Just do that. Just bring it back. I thought, Ron, I thought you were going to say they've never done a straight up comedy. I thought you were going to say slapstick should be a character they should do. <laughs> I was like, that's Marvel's version of the mask, but shittier. I thought, sure, let's go. If for they it. could pull off that, that would be amazing. Dude, that's yep. when we're well, that's when we're fat old yep. men going, man, I remember when Captain America was black. This new yeah. robot, Captain America, we're all like, we're as not woke as we can possibly be. Like, I draw yeah. the line at killer robots. Well, listen, I don't know. Did you hear Kevin Feige 5000 talk about slapstick? He's he's excited. This robot, Feige, is really into slapstick. <laughs> they saved Feige's mind and they did an algorithm. And yeah. it just, they put a little hat on it and it just makes the same creative yeah. decisions. Same. Uh, but so dude. good. But th- thank you so much for being on. We want to uh, give you some runway here to uh, plug uh, some of your um, endeavors on the internet. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for having a great discussion. I hope that anybody listening to that, the takeaway is like, let's continue to obviously criticize this big, massive, popular franchise. Talk about what we love. Talk about what we don't love. But if it makes you feel any better, like I said, Truly, they could address any problem you have at some point in the future. There's still time, and they may get around to it. You can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Hector is Funny. 
And if you go to youtube.com slash heroes reforged, you can see me and my two friends, Adam and Augustine, watching Moon Knight, reacting to stuff. We're watching the old X-Men animated series right now on Patreon, and it's super, super fun. So go check all that stuff out. Thank you guys again for having me. This was a pleasure. It was super fun. And uh, if you guys had a great time with this, you can also check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the greatest pod. And if you're not uh, into throwing us some ducats, which I totally understand because uh, life is a nightmare right now, you can also just rate and review the podcast and that helps us move up uh, in uh, people's views so they can see us. So thank you as always for listening to another fantastic and X-Manny and Doomed and Moon Knighty and all these other Marvel characters episode of The Greatest Pod. Yeah. <laughs>